Hello and welcome to a, a special edition of Extra Time with the Sports Broker and we're pleased to be joined by our head coach, Carlos Cobahan, and the uh, examiner's football writer, Stephen Chicken. Carlos, how are you? Fine, thank you very much. Thank you very much for, for taking the time to, to join us today and, and you as well, Stephen, for taking the, the time out to speak to us. Uh, Carlos, we've had a, a couple of days off at the start of the international break. Did you manage to have some downtime and, and spend some time with your wife? Yes, I think it was necessary to to rest a little bit after the the games that we were playing a row. But just a couple of, of days watching sometimes different teams, watching spending some time watching the Premier League because it's something that when you are playing in a row, you are more focused, of course, in the championship than in the Premier League, watching some games of the Champions League that I couldn't watch neither of previous one. Then it's like using that time to try to rest a little bit, but continue analyzing a football team that can help you to inspire you, to yeah. give you different behavior, different possibilities, to analyze how football continue growing, how football is developing. So it's always too positive time, especially for me when you arrive to this international break with a, a positive dynamic of, of results. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back on to, to football, but is there anything away from the game that you like to do when you've got the odd day off? Because days off don't happen often. Do you, are you a golfer? Do you watch television, go to the films? How do, you, how do you settle down and sort of relax? I think I am very simple. I like a lot of football and I like to be with my wife. So because here, my only part of my family is my wife. So I only have here, I live with her. So that's all. It's like I, I just at home, calm, maybe we go to some, to, to walk a little bit, to go mm -hmm. for a walk and just be spending some time with the computer, watching football. This is the two things that I like more to do. Does she watch the games with you or do you, do you have a little office at home that you'll watch the games in and then you'll settle down in the evening and do something else? Well, I think my wife now in the last time, uh, he knows football I think better than me, so <laughs> that, uh, I like to talk because he always follow. She always follow the 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 games. She's with me. He she always is watching uh, Huddersfield games. Yeah. She likes to to talk with me about what she was watching in the game. And but I like what because I, I trust a lot in her opinion because she's someone very sensitive mm -hmm. about not only the football things about another thing that for me are very important in football too. Oh, that's good. So so does she? <laughs> sort of help you go through the games afterwards and you have a bit of a talk about a Huddersfield game after we've played them with your wife? You know that sometimes the coaches, we need someone to to talk, someone to to show our feelings, to share our feelings more than to give us information back. It's, it's, it's important to have people that can listen to you and can support you in, in some type of moments. More than to give me uh, feedback is just to help me a lot to to listen to me. That is yeah. something that is cannot be easy or be listened to me all the time because when you are football coach, always you are thinking in, in your team and it's, it's one word that you need to decide when you need to stop because sometimes if you don't decide when to stop to, to work, you can extend the world until you want. Like it's one job that you could be thinking a lot, a lot in your team, in the process that you need to fix, in the solution that you are thinking. So I think she has a lot of patience with me. And she understands a lot how the money is my job, and just with this support for me is more than enough. Oh, that, that's good to hear. I don't know about you, Stephen, but I think if I went home and, and tried to speak about football with my wife, it would last about 30 seconds. 
Yeah, probably if I went home and tried to speak about football to your wife as well, that wouldn't go so well. <laughs> but um, no, yeah, I, it's a similar kind of thing. Like you, even if sort of your your partner isn't necessarily sort of like completely plugged in and switched on to what you're doing for work, you do need that support. Like that's the yeah. whole point of the relationships, isn't it? Is, you know, you, you're, you're looking after each other. And I think it's almost nice sometimes to have someone who is sort of, detached from it to to bounce things off um and have that bit of perspective because you do get sort of stuck in your own head sometimes don't you yes when you um something different start as a coach is to to don't be watching the big picture because at the end in football you cannot be watching the we know that the environment that is football is so demanding and in, in three days, in one week, you can move to be nominated the, the manager of the month, to be uh, to accumulate two defeats in a row and to be suffering yourself a lot. So in football, it's difficult to be watching the big picture, but we need to have some time and some people that remind you that, okay, come, everything is working well. Be patient, don't be too criticized with yourself just because one game, because it's a very demanding job where we want to always to win the games. It's, it's true. When we go to one game, we always push ourselves to win that game. When we go to one game, we always push ourselves to make the best, to, to achieve the best performance of the team. And when you don't achieve these things, sometimes you are so frustrated by this type of situation. And when you accumulate a couple of games when the things are not working how you want to work, and you can be yourself in one dynamic of self-pressure, self-demanding, that is important to manage too. Do you find it hard, Carlos, to, to switch off from your day job? So when you go home, is it is it hard for you to leave being the head coach of Huddersfield Town at the training ground when you get home? Something that I like is to use, to spend a lot of hours here in the training ground to make this difference. Then I don't like to go home when with work to do. I like yeah. to go to my house uh, when I have finished. The journey. So I don't care a lot about how many hours I spend in the training ground, but I'm trying to take care a lot that when I go home is because the job is done or the most important part of the, the key part of the job is done. So even if I arrive at 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. or any time that I decide that I will arrive home. So it's because the job is done and I have spent enough time here to prepare everything that for me is important. When you um when you you mentioned you're watching the Champions League and the international games um to, to have a look at what they're doing, is there anything specifically that you do get inspired by in what the team's doing? Is it tactically the shapes they're doing, or is there something with individual players that you think that's something I could apply to to what we're doing at Huddersfield? I think a little bit of everything. I like to be following the players that I was working with uh, with them. I like okay. to see how they are working. I like to see, for example, our long players too, to see how they are working the other day in the, in the international break. I spent some time watching uh, Chris Lowe, how he was playing, watching Emon Green, how he was playing, so watching Phillips, so Omati Daly, the player that we did the, the launch this year. So I like to, to be watching something different that I usually don't prioritize in the dynamic of the, of the work. Even if I receive reports because I like to receive information from these players, I don't spend many time watching the videos. And for example, in this international break, I can be using to be watch some of our players. And after always, you have teams that you like to follow. I like to see Manchester City, how he's playing with new behaviors Pep is doing with the team. I like to see 
especially when you have one game like for example was the game Liverpool Manchester City was an interesting game to, to watch or the game of Chelsea Manchester City was another one or PSG Manchester City in the Champions League was another interesting game to follow yeah. uh, and after, there are some some coaches that for me are doing things that can can show you can inspire you like for example can be Bayern de Munich with the new coach can be Shakhtar Donetsk with the new coach Always, I like to see this type of coaches that I know that they are always thinking in how to introduce offensive behaviors. I am someone that I love the part in football, everything is important, but I love the attack because I think in attack, uh, in defense, in attack, but I, I is someone with a lot of sense, I know, very sensible for the attacking point of view for the teams. Yeah. To see how football develops because for me, the attacking part is something that can continue growing and, and you can find new relations. Adaptation of the shapes for me in defense, the things are more stable in terms of the you can be one team with one shape, how they press the different shapes, you can analyze this. But after an attack, you can be watching teams that it's impossible to recognize the shape because they just to move players and change the structures to attack a lot. And always you can have some idea. For example, what is doing now, Sartardones, is something that I didn't see enough or I didn't see a lot. From another teams to to do, they play with the fullbacks inside, but no. Pep was doing this, but not to create one free player more in the middle, just to find directly the free player that is going to appear in the game. So this type of behavior sometimes give you an idea that with your ideas you are going to grow in behaviors that you think that can help the team uh, to attack. And right now in this part of the season, I always am thinking how I can improve the team in attack without lose the improvement of the team in defense. Because this is something that is not easy. Because sometimes you want to improve one part, but the fact that you are improving one part, you are making worse than another part. Can be going in both parts. The fact that you yeah. try to improve the pressing, maybe you are going to be less solid. If you want to be more solid, you are going to be less press of more less aggressive team. Yeah. If you want to attack better, maybe you are going to defense worse. If you are going to defense more, maybe you are going to attack worse. So at the end, you need to be looking for a good balance and try to make improvements without have the negative consequence in the other part of the football game. So I am thinking a lot how to improve the attack of the team without uh, have a, has a consequence, negative consequence from the defensive point of view. And the same, be watching how we can be more aggressive team without lose any option to be a solid team. That is one of the targets that I had this year too. Yeah. Stephen, it's interesting that, that, that Carlos brings that up as being a, a target because obviously Town have been a, a lot more productive going forward. We've scored three a few times this season, four once against Reading, um, and the defence has been far more solid. So is, is that, uh, listening to the head coach talk on that, is that something you can actually see in how Town are playing? Yeah, I think it's I think it's obviously it's always a work in progress. And there's been there's been other games where you're not seeing it, but on the whole, when you look at sort of the underlying data and compare it with last season, it's a lot better. Um I think that sometimes and I and I would put my hands up to this as well, sometimes we can be a bit reactive to sort of what's happened in the last game and and say like, oh well, you know, where's the progress? And you sort of lose sight of well. <sighs> one thing it doesn't all come at once for another thing it's never it's never a straight line up it's it's always sort of you know up and down up and down um but i think you also have to remember that that you know town for 
a few years now have not been brilliant in attack. That has been sort of the, the thing that they've they've struggled on a lot. Um, going back to probably the second half of the first Premier League season. And that gives you sort of a, a starting point you have to build up from, let alone changing the personnel on top of that as well. You know, the squad now from then is completely different other than Jonathan Hogg. Um, so you're constantly sort of fighting that sort of uphill battle. Um, and you've got a lot of, in attack as well, you've got, you know, a lot of young players are sort of responsible for driving the attack. So, you know, Josh Caroma, Sorba Thomas, Lewis O'Brien, they're all sort of 21, 22. They're all still learning to operate in that that final third, um, yeah, which, which, you know, must bring its own challenges compared to having, you know, three 27 year olds who are top of the game and have you know 200 appearances in the championship yeah um carlos on that sort of a point working with younger players is obviously something that you've done a lot in your career and, and developing them is, is something that's important to you and you've spoken about previously the first time i met you when i joined the club was when you were watching the b team here at canal side as well and and that's something you make a real point to do is that one of the appeals of, of coming to huddersfield and taking this job was to an identity that went across the entire football club right through the academy into the first team because it's something you highlighted to me when Lewis O'Brien signed his new contract is for you the ideal is we have players that are created by Huddersfield Town and become first team players. I think this is one of the motivations that uh, we have because I know how important the academy is and how important this academy because it's been very important and how important it even is going to be so even more because I think in in this club the academy has a lot of importance. It is something that I understand that is very positive. But there is one process in the back to make the play the young players be available to to cancel the the first team. I think uh, in the last there was a little bit of choking football chokings in the last weeks because after Barcelona after Kuman was introducing young players the people was choking if will be a positive to, to have players introduce young players in the first team or is more important to make them ready to play in the first team. I think I believe more in the second part. Sometimes, but sometimes the club have needs that you need to cover and the, the, the opportunity for the young players are going to arrive. I think it's very important to prepare the young players to compete in the high level of football. It's very important to prepare them. Uh, it, of course, we want to play with young players. I, I think when you have one player from your club that you have developed with the idea, with the idea, with the identity of the club, and you are watching the first team, is one success for the club. That is very nice, and especially for me in England, for the fans, they appreciate a lot when one academy player arrives to the first team, and the people support a lot this, and it's something that no in all the countries. Uh, happen in many of the yeah. countries. The people have more expectation in the foreigner players than in the players from the clubs. And here in England, for me, I admire this support that the clubs has and the expectation that they have in the academy players, in the in the club players, because for me, it's part of the football British culture, and it's one of the strengths that for me uh, has. So we always try to develop, but the idea is be focusing this in the development of the young players. It be focusing what they are going to need to be first team players one day. And when they are in the first team, continue to develop them. I think football is something, football, we are talking about one world when you never stop to grow. Never, never. As soon as you stop to grow, 
you start to have less level to, to face, the level to continue to be part of football. Football is one of these parts of the life where the growing is continue and when you need to be adapted to the different problems, different situations that the teams create. And for the players, it's exactly the same. In all the career of the players, I am happy a lot because here I enjoy working with the young players because they are very humble uh, players mm -hmm. to, to work with. Yeah. But at the same time, I am enjoying a lot of my time here in Huddersfield because the player with a lot of experience, like can be Hawk, that is the only player that now we are working with that was in the Premier League uh, when this club has, was in the Premier League, uh, is someone that continue having the skill to be to be improving is that someone that when you analyze with him uh, the game because i like to analyze with with the individual the players the performances always try to see things that he can do better even sometimes you are giving the feedback and he's giving to you even more criticized feedback about which possibilities he could do but i can tell you about hog i can tell you about campbell i can tell you about player with experience or at least someone with a lot of experience in the championship that they are thinking a lot how continue growing and this mentality i like a lot to have players with this type of mentality because this is exactly what football demands players that always are with open minds to continue growing and find in the growing or in the learning uh, one part of their motivation to keep related uh, to to keep living the dream of the football so i like a lot to be working with young players that are going to grow and with players with more experience that they continue want to to improve as a players yeah, you're a, a young coach yourself, Carlos, especially in, in football management. They, they tend to be older, but that's that's changing in recent years. Football managers and, and head coaches are getting a bit younger now. But how you deal with younger players and more senior players, is that still something that the personality side of it maybe, is that still something that you're learning about and getting better at managing individuals rather than the tactical side of it and putting a team together on, on paper, as we say? That, that interaction side of it, is that something that you're sort of developing and, and, and changing the way you speak to younger players compared to our more senior professionals? Being honest, uh, first of all, I started to, to coach when I was 18 years old. When I was close to 18 years old, I started to coach. And, and one of the reasons why I stopped football was because I was not enough good to arrive to the, <laughs> to the highest level as a keeper, it's true. But another of the reasons that, that I was I was I wanted to be coach. I had the determination. I was feeling that I wanted to coach because I was enjoying more coaching the team than playing the games. Then I didn't stop to coach. Maybe in total, I don't know if during some of the team that I was working, maybe one year or one year and a half. But if no, I was from this is more than 18 years now, uh, coaching football teams in different with different roles. So I I being honest, I have like it's true that I am still young, young coach, but it's true that I have have relation with the football during many years of my life. Yeah, and, and especially in, a, in uh, I have the the option to be in a professional level, something that is very very interesting for me. It was very interesting to, for my growing as a coach. That is something that I don't want to stop never. Then. I think if you don't have the, the skill to manage experienced players, you cannot be in, the, in that job. And I have to tell you too that uh, sometimes I have never found uh, any type of problems with players with experience. Like when one player arrives to one level with experience means that they have a lot of positive things to be in that level and they know how to be in that level. So sometimes with some young player that 
doesn't have the, the background, doesn't have developed the mentality, maybe you can, you have to manage, you need to be maybe more strict or you need to give him more advices or more corrections to put him in ready. But usually with the experience that have years in football, they know very well how to control themselves. They know very well the habits that they need to have. They have enough experience to, to have a true and honest conversation with them. So I never have find any type of problem with these players after everyone have different personalities. Some of the players, you know, that they are more sensitive players and you need to be careful with the message that you, with the feedback that you give to, the, to them to never make them be frustrated or to lose confidence. Another players is total opposite. You need to give sometimes uh, negative stimulation to them make feel more angry and to find out reactions. But uh, I remember something that I was uh, listening one uh, Guardiola press conference that he was saying that at the end, the top player, you never need to push a lot themselves. Like the, the best players, always they are self-demanding and they are showing their characters and they are showing very positive habits. And that's why they are top players, because you know they couldn't be top players. So yeah, everyone is different. Everyone is not about more about the age, it's more about the personality. Mm-hmm. And it's important to see to know the personality of our of our players to make our message arrive in the in the best way. But at the same time, the players need to be adapted to our personality too and be adapted to our leadership skills or leadership habits that we have and our type of communication. And I like, for example, to be really honest with the players. When I think something, I say to the player because I don't like to say something to him and to be th- thinking something different. Everything that yeah. I think, I like to communicate to the player because my target with all of my players, with all of my players, is to achieve the, the best level that they can achieve. Yeah. So this is my dream. My dream is to put every player that I am working in the best level that I can work and I can put them. So like this is my dream. I think my dream is the same dream that they have to have try to be the best player that they can be. So like yeah. both are working in the same direction. I don't understand any type of problem because both parts want exactly the same. We want to be the best. I want to be there in the best level that they can compete. And I think that they want exactly the same. After, as a collective, uh, I need to always to protect the team and to make the decision about the team, what is the best for the team. And sometimes what I understand that is the best for the team, for some players cannot be the best. So this is something that is important just to manage this. When yeah. the individual expectations are different of the collective expectation or the collective needs of the moment. And this is something that always you try to manage well to make them understand the different moments of one team or the needs of the team. Because the team has one value that is over the value for each player. And it's important that every player need to be watching that the most important thing here is the team. And to help the team, they need to put their level in the best level that they can put do you think that that shared mentality then of, of wanting to be the best possible versions of themselves and, and sharing that dream you speak of is, is something we have in the current group because it, with the the from the current first team group sorry um every time they've spoken and any time they're asked they always speak about the togetherness and the team spirit that they have is that something that's really pleasing to see as the head coach and something that helps you do your job and helps you get your ideas across the fact that they're all turning up to the training ground willing to work every day i think football is a collective sport so as soon as it's collective there is something that the team has to be important and they need to work for the team and means that they need to work for their teammates 
So that's why I understand that togetherness and thinking very important. Togetherness means be ready to give the best for your team and be ready to always help your team. So this is for me the mentality that every football player need to have because we are talking about team, team mentality. Mm-hmm. So, but inside of this team mentality, the way that you can help your team is to be thinking in yourself to put your level in the highest level that you can and be your better conditions to can help your team. So this is how we should understand. But it's true that uh, now we are talking about this, but the last year I analyzed the first lap of the last year and I was watching individual behaviors that I was enjoying a lot. I was watching many players running a lot for the teammates. So I think all my time here in Huddersfield, I were watching this type of mentality in the players. But it's true that every time we are, we still are focused to, to bring players and to grow our players with these type of mentalities. Because for me, in the football, there are three aspects that are key. And the fourth one can be this mentality. The first aspect for me is the foot, because you cannot be a football player if you don't manage well your foot. If you don't have skills in your foot to pass the ball, uh, football, we don't play with the, with, with the hands, we play with the foot. So it's important to manage the ball with this part of the, of the body. The second part for me is the brain. You can have a lot of technique, but if you don't have, if you understand the game, you are not going to be able to produce the level of your technique to put in the after in the game situations. The third part for me, but not for important, the three parts are the same important, are the legs. Because if you have quality and intelligence, but you only can do one attack and after you cannot defense. If you only can defense and after you don't have the 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 skill, the legs that can allow you to cover the space. In football will be is more difficult to play. Yeah. And the fourth part for me is like the magic one, the special one, is this type of personality and character that are going to make someone give a lot of value for the team because his mentality, because his values, because his answer always to the situation, because when he's not playing, he always is helping in the teammates. So this type of for me, that one will be the fourth one. It's like the extra value that can make a lot of differences. But it's true that I cannot tell you that any of the previous three aspects are not enough important. For me, the quality in the pass is necessary to have in football. The legs to can defense, to can attack, to can use spaces is necessary. The brain to the understanding of the of the game, because if you only run back without any type of meaning, you are not going to have any type of impact. And after the fourth one is to have one character that give you give value to the team where you are playing. Yeah, that's that's really interesting to hear, Carlos. The, the, that mentality and, and that way of, of sort of applying yourself, Stephen, is that something that you can see uh, on the pitch and, and the way that Town play under Carlos? Yeah, I mean, I think it's every opposition manager talked about the level of fitness and the hard work that, that Town put in and the, the physical values. You know, I think everyone would say that at the very least, Town will give you um, a, a tough run out and... I think you you can't really have that without, you know, um, without having that mentality and without having that group of players that are driving each other on to to go that extra 10 yards, even when, you you know, you, your bodies are sort of screaming no in the final five minutes of a game. And, you know, Sheffield United's a great example, I think, and um, where you, you look at that and, you know, you can see that goal late on and they still come back and, and get the win. And there's been a few times this season where you've had disappointing results 
like the Fulham game and then you come back and win three in a row. Um, so I think that is something that has been, you know, we after town came down from the Premier League, people talked a lot about sort of that that hangover and that sort of just how low the players were. And you can see the la- sort of year on year, it's been sort of going, generally speaking, has been going up and up. And players always talk about the spirit in the camp and you always take it with a, a pinch of salt because it's almost sort of the default thing you say in a press conference when you don't know what to say. But you get the sense with this play, this group of players that they actually really do mean it. Um, and from talking to other people around the club as well, um, that vibe definitely comes across. And, you know, that is something that all, no great team is a great team without that, really. Um, so it's very encouraging to see. Carlos, I'm... No, no, I, I think football, like I told you, football is something collective. So if you understand football, just if you just want that everyone play for you, and you understand football in that way, you cannot never help, you cannot be part of one team. So our group of players, I, I don't think we have any type of player that can be thinking on this. So we always have to work for one collective uh, target that we have. That's why for me, it's important to have this mentality, this type of mentality players here. We don't have any start. Our start, our, our key point is the team. And everyone needs to be following and to try to add all the best to, to to make the team better. So sometimes when you are in another level and you bring one player that you bring someone like as a star or someone that you may feel that he needs to come here to one team to win your games, sometimes you can start to create this in the mind of some players and these things can a little bit to destroy it, uh, the collective dynamic of one team. But I think with this group of players, I uh, from my area here, I have to tell you that it's, it's not a complicated dressing room because I have a lot of players, I am watching a lot of players that they are self-demanding, they are you know, humble to know uh, what is their strength, what is their weaknesses, and be very concentrated to, to always improve. So my time here with, with the player that I was working so far, it has been one, one time when I was enjoying with them more than suffering with them, because they are players that they have a very positive mentality to work. I think that's um, it's interesting to hear. Sorry, Stephen. I think you can see it in the players that have sort of come through as well. Like we 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 noticed even last season when he was only playing off the bench, we noticed that Sorba Thomas in the warm up was always talking to people and talking, you know, talking to coaches, talking to senior players, watching carefully during games as well. And you could see that he was just trying to learn. And Scott High as well, similar kind of thing. You know, he's he's just you can tell from talking to him that he's just got that model professional kind of mentality to him and I think it's kind of instructive that those are the players that have that have come through over the past sort of nine months um, and that they're also both players who when you when we've spoken to them the you know we spoke to Scott High after Luton and he was just you could tell he was just delighted to be a professional footballer and was just loving being a professional footballer and Sorba very much the same thing so I think that having those players come through is sort of hopefully is sort of typical of of the mentality in the group and and the the you know the that mentality for self-improvement you're talking about Carlos yes uh, of course when the, when the player is, is young and didn't have this experience it's more easy to 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 not have developed one level of ego that can destroy for me the player the key is how we manage the ego but not only the players everyone because here in this in this job you don't have to have 
you need to have confidence in yourself, but you need to, like I told you, to be demanding with yourself too. But that's why you need to stop the ego, no stop the confidence because it's necessary, because as soon as you lose two games, or as soon as you are a striker and you don't score in two games the, the goal, as soon as you are keeping and you make, you are receiving goals and you have one mistake, of course, you are going to be in the point of the of everyone, no, in the middle of the ice of everyone, and you need to have this confidence to revert these type of moments. But at the same time, if your ego just protect yourself and doesn't allow doesn't allow you to help your growing, your learning process, then is when when it's negative. So it's true that when the players young didn't have developed one level of ego. The challenge with with Sorba, for example, was was what how is Sorba? Is the same Sorba now? than when he was the, the player of the month that before to be the player of the month is different. And I sort of exactly the same one and we will be working to be exactly the same one because sometimes when the players or the people achieve something, they start to forget about the reason that allowed them to achieve something. As soon as you achieve something and you think that now you are there and you forget of the things that allow you to grow, you are going to go directly down. So that's why our ego doesn't ever have to stop to be enough awareness of we things we need to do to continue growing and to continue getting our our targets. Carlos, I have a, a couple of quick questions to ask you before you go, and I, I won't keep you much longer. But you you touched on your a short playing career. You retired at 23 as a, as a goalkeeper, and then you became a coach. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple of, of other coaches who have a goalkeeping background. Uh, Nuno Espirito Santo at Tottenham was a goalkeeper. Julian Lopetegui as well. Um, but there aren't many that that start as a goalkeeper and become a coach. Is that and especially with your um, sort of focus on attack, where did that sort of love for coaching come from? Was there an inspiration when you were a, a child or a, a young coach that, that wanted to make you make that change? I think always our backgrounds help us to develop some of our skills. I say that, I remember in one of the press conferences, it's true that when I start to be coach, uh, Benitez in that moment in Spain, Benitez in that moment was one of the important Spanish coaches, and he was working in Valencia in Man City, so I was mm -hmm. watching him, and he was someone that, it's true that was more more defensive than, than offensive. He was creating something important from the defensive point of view for me, more than from attacking point of view. And maybe at that moment of my life, I started to be coach, very focused in the defense of the four, in the four for two in defense and things like this, these type of behaviors. But after when I started to, start to work in the professional football level, I did in Villarreal. In Villarreal is, a, is one club where I was working there close to six years. And at that moment, Villarreal was one different club. They were working in the first team with Pellegrini, was one coach that is very attacking coach. They were playing for 4 2 with a wingers, like a 4 2 2 2 with two playmakers instead of wingers when they were everyone attacking. And you were watching one level of football that when I started to work in the second team of Villarreal, we tried to develop in all the young players, looking for one specific profile of player to can do these ideas that the club has. We're looking for no for wingers with one versus one and making cross. We were looking for wingers, for example, that were more playmakers to drop and to lean the action into appearing in any space of the of the pitch. So first, the new one part that I were working six close to six years there with this type of mentality, with this type of profile of players. I remember to be working with Santi Cazorla, with Giuseppe Rossi, with Ibagaza. Ibagaza is a one player that I don't know, uh, or Robert Pires. Uh, players that was 
Juan Roman Rocolme there at all at the time. Yeah, was in the first team, but I wasn't working with him, but he was in the first team at that moment. So were players that were very special and magic players with the ball. Yes. They have a skill that were no, no normal with, to manage the ball, to have calm where they were close to the opponent box when everyone is so nervous to finish the action and they were giving the pause of the of the game when they were in offensive box. So of course you learn a lot of things from these type of players. At the same time was the moment where Spain start to win the Euro Cup and after the World Cup playing one different level of football that they never saw before. So I remember with Luis Aragonés, the first Euro Cup that Spain won was switching a lot. They put another different profile of players. They were playing with false number nine and they were making, uh, they were winning the games, controlling the ball a lot. So you are in Villarreal, you are watching the national team and arrive Guardiola to Spain uh, to start to coach Barcelona and start to make, start to make you feel that everything that was playing against Barcelona before you play the game, you knew that Barcelona will win the game. And what they were doing and start to make have this control of the opponent that I never saw in my life. Then how they were doing, taking the control of the ball. There is only one ball and they were taking, they took the ball from the beginning until the end and they were making everything that they wanted with the opponent. So you have open mind, you are watching. If you have the ball, you have more options to control the, the games. There are other ways, but if you manage well the ball, there is only one ball. Then you are in this part of context when you are, in your first, giving your first steps as a coach and after. So this is going to have a lot of impact in you, the profile of player that you are working with, then Spanish national team, the, the philosophy of world identity of Villarreal, Barcelona with Guardiola that for me changed the football because I didn't watch, I, I couldn't watch or enjoy enough the time, for example, of Cruyff that arrived to Spain and changed the football too. Uh, I remember that moment in, in England with uh, in Arsenal. We in that moment, I, I don't know which year I am talking about, but with Ben, uh, they were Arsenal was playing similar type of football, attacking a lot with many players. So it's true that I have this relation that I start to feel that I like to make this with my teams, and always when we start to coach, we like to make the same that the, of the of the people that you admire, the things that you are watching the TV that you like. So this is always the first step. So I was using more, I was having more close feeling with this type of football because I was watching the success of this type of football. Mm -hmm. So it's not only because I like, it's because I was watching that if you were dominating the ball and dominating the opponent, you were dominating the games and you had more options to win the games. So it was like a easy relation in my mind. Then after I finished with, in Villarreal, I had the opportunity to work in Saudi Arabia with one of the coaches that was very close to Pep Guardiola. So I wanted to continue growing in this level of offensive organization to, to improve my football knowledge, to, to try to learn everything that I could learn to develop one day in one team all these ideas. So always I have been related with this part. Then after Saudi Arabia, I was in Cyprus as a first experience after I came to, to, to England to Leeds trying to develop this offensive mentality. And after I was working with BS as someone that is, is total different of every coach <laughs> in the world. And is someone that has a different way to defense, to make the pressing. Then always you try to make, uh, to make a mix of ideas, but I have the, always the lucky to have been in Villarreal because one was one special club 
to was the success of the na Spanish national team and to was the success of especially for me Guardiola after to be working with Bielsa and all these things in one moment of the football that for me have grown a lot. I remember in my starting moments, it was very normal to see the keeper take the ball with the hand and kick the ball long. And it was very difficult to see goalkeeper that with the hand, they were playing show with the central backs. But in the, now you are watching one Premier League game and it's very difficult to see keeper that they are kicking the ball. You are watching keeper that usually they are playing short. So for me, in the last 10 years, the football has changed a lot. Because for me, from Guardiola, because it's true that was one of the people that inspired other coaches. Yeah. Working first in Spain, after he was working in Germany, after he was working in, in England. So he has been working in three uh, countries with, where there are a lot of good coaches too. And good coaches, people that die to improve a lot. So they are using a lot of these new behaviors. So as soon as the football grow in attack, football has to grow in defense. Because it's not just the team that just attack well, they will win in the games. So as soon as someone is growing in attack, the opponents are growing in defense and the level of food for me grow too. As soon as this level of defense start to be the, the behaviors in attack, football need to grow again to be these difficulties or to adapt to this. So I think we are watching in the last years one amazing growing in football. And now when you are watching games of the Premier League, of the Championship, of the Champions League, I think the quality of the football that is, the teams are doing is, is so high. That's really interesting to hear. Um, before I let you go, uh, just one less serious question to end. We usually end the show on a, on a less serious note um, than, than what we usually do. And one topic of conversation among Huddersfield fans that, that tends to come up is your outfits on the touchline, Carlos, the, the things you wear on a match day. Because usually in England, it's a, a suit that the manager wears or, or a track suit. But you opt for more of a, a laid back. You, I've noticed a few pairs of new, new balances, which are nice. And you know, a, a smarter trouser and a shirt or a jumper. Do you do you put much thought into the outfits you're wearing? Is there a superstition behind it, or is it just what you feel most comfortable in? Exactly. I think you need to. It's true that our our role you need to show the, the respect for what football means. But it's true that uh, if I will be with another clothes, I wouldn't feel comfortable. So I think inside of the the respect because. Uh, I have I use this just for the training, but after I don't like to have the same clothes of the training in the game because it's a different moment, it's a, a special moment for me. But it's true that I will wear with another type of clothes. I wouldn't feel comfortable enough to see myself with this clothes or to manage the game. So I inside to the respect that we need to have, uh, I like to be with clothes that allow me to develop my job. But this is for me what the fans would want to watch more than one coach with one close, one other close, be watching one team where they can be represented. And our, for me, our job is so demanding because I always want that the code, the, the every Huddersfield fan be watching Huddersfield and be watching represented by what the team is doing. This is for me my key. That's why it's part of my frustration when I don't see this. And I know enough well when the things are working well and when the things are not working well. Like Steve was saying, I know that this is not a growing. I would like this. I always want to achieve this. And I know when the team was not competing well, when the team is not competing well. And this is always our challenge to see how we can achieve this type of level where every Huddersfield town found be very, very proud of the team and be enjoying with the team. Sometimes the things work how we want, sometimes no. When the thing doesn't work, I guarantee you that I can talk about myself. I suffer a lot to make the things work. 
And this is part why we enjoy less than we suffer, because we know that in the moments that the things are not working in the way that we want, I don't feel well because I want that all the people that goes to the stadium, all the people that follow the club, that follow the, the team, be enjoying with the team. And I, we are the first one that we don't enjoy the things are not working well. So just use clothes that allow <laughs> me to be comfortable to, to make this. And we only can say that I guarantee you, I think all the coach, but I can talk by me that uh, never is a nice job to have when you are watching that the things could work better and always the things can work better always but especially when the thing doesn't arrive to the minimum level that we want we are the first one that we suffer and the part of our challenge is there part of our motivation is there in the angry that we can feel in the upset that we can feel when the things are not working well are not working well well luckily this this season carlos it's been working well more often than it hasn't we've been playing really well and, and i think a lot of town fans and and everyone here at the club is very encouraged with the, the start to the season uh, and, and excited to see where we go after the international break. So I know we're in the, the middle of a, a tough day of uh, international break training, so I'll let you go now. Thank you very much for your time, Carlos, and taking the can time to speak to us. And you too, Stephen. And uh, thank you to Sportsbroker for uh, sponsoring the show. And we'll, we'll speak to you all before the next game against Hull City.